Hello, brothers and sisters. Glad to be with you one more time to start a brand new week of teaching. This week, we're going to talk about prayer principles, prayer principles. Father, Lord, as I embark upon this word, Lord, to teach about prayer principles, Holy Spirit, I ask that you quicken me and cause me to say things that need to be said to edify my brothers and sisters. Lord, I love you and I appreciate you doing what I ask, Lord. And I ask you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. Well, we're going to go to Romans, uh, the 10th chapter. And we're going to start at the second, uh, at the third verse. Romans 10 and at verse 3. It says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Now, I'm going to teach certain things, but at the end, I'm going to show how you, you, you should pray. But it's going to sound like I'm not talking about prayer because I'm going to go all around the watchtower, you know, before I get to my point. So, let me read that again. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not, it don't say they have, they have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. You know, when I, you know, I grew up in church. And you know we, you know, I had to go to Sunday school and this and that and the other. And you know, just through the years, I noticed that some people, you know, they might be overcome with the spirit in church and different things. But sometimes I see those same people make mistakes. Now I've learned that they they were mistakes. That they, that they didn't understand how to put the flesh on the subjection. But back then, I thought that, well, they're, they're saying they're saved, but they're really not saved. That's what I thought. Why? Because man's righteousness is when you get saved, you never make a mistake. Some people might think like that, even though they make mistakes. Uh, then I, I got I end up gravitating to a group when I did get born again. I got born again by grace through faith. But then once I started getting cleaned up, I started thinking that the people I, I was around weren't saved. So I wanted to be holy. So when I saw the church said holiness on it, I thought that meant you was holy. And so when I went, you know, around my brothers and sisters over there. Now, if any of you all hear this, I'm not throwing stones. I'm just teaching. <clears throat> they pretty much taught that holiness was not wearing makeup, not wearing earrings, not wearing pants, don't miss a day out of church. See, but see, that that is not what the Bible say. How I many understand that? And I'm not throwing stones. I want you all to hear my heart. Let's read that, that, that scripture again. For they being ignorant. See, 
See, Paul called his brothers also. Paul had to address it. Now, he might not have wanted to address it because it was going to offend some people. But he had to address it to educate some. Some going to stay like that. But Paul said they was ignorant of God's righteousness. So people who's teaching that righteousness is not wearing makeup and earrings and women not wearing pants, that, that is not God's righteousness. I, hate to, I don't hate to tell you. I have to tell you. That is not God's righteousness. See, they was ignorant. Paul was around a group like that called the Pharisees. They were ignorant of God's righteousness, and they was going about to establish their own righteousness. I, I even saw groups that said you can't come into the sanctuary and, and, and unless you take your shoes off. You know, all of them, all those different sects and groups, they had their own rules and regulations to establish righteousness. Now, I hadn't changed. I'm still talking about prayer principles. I'm going to show you why I'm going here first. Now, I'm saying because they went about to establish their own righteousness, they have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Now, watch this at verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it. Now, in this case, Paul was talking about the law of Moses. He was telling them that they didn't have to keep that law anymore. That law of Moses, that God gave to Moses, the Ten Commandments and all the rules and regulations and ordinances that went with it, they didn't have to keep anymore. That goes for if you try to come in the New Testament and make some new rules and regulations, you don't have to keep it. Why? Because Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. In other words, Christ is your righteousness. A lot of people don't understand that, even though I'm saying that some people is going over their head even now. But I pray that God will open up your eyes in the name of the Lord Jesus, that he'll, he'll anoint your eyes with ourselves. Christ is holy. Christ is righteous. Christ died so that you may be made righteous. He took your sins and you received his righteousness. It's really that simple. It's hard to understand and it's hard to believe that your righteousness is based off faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Is you agreeing to receive him and his blood sacrifice as yours. He is your righteousness. Say this. Now, this is a prayer principle. When you understand that, you should say this. You should say, Lord, I thank you for now. You are my righteousness. Then you should say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that is based off 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So a prayer principle is to pray that in order to activate it. See, it's a lot of things that are yours in the Word of God that is not activated because you have not confessed it or prayed it into activation. So Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it. What kind of law? Any law. The law of of women can't wear pants. The law of women can't wear earrings and makeup. The law that you can't wear shorts. A man can't wear shorts. The law that you're going to go to hell if you miss a night out of church because the national championship game is on. You know, one guy got mad one time. 
because they was having a, a revival. And a lot of us didn't go that night because Alabama was playing for the national championship. So when we came back the rest of the time, the guy rebuked us and said, y'all was watching the championship. Well, see, the Bible don't say that that's a sin to watch the national championship. You understand? That was one night I served, I served the Lord that day. I prayed that day. See, so what people call righteousness is their own rules and regulations. See, see, at verse 5, you can say I'm preaching on grace also. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. See, I'm not going to do those things, and I'm not going to live by that. But the righteousness which is of faith. See, I'm, I'm, I'm under faith righteousness. See, and this is a proud principle. When you're under faith righteousness, you don't have to keep rules and regulations. You see what I'm saying? Faith righteousness, speak it. See, it always speaks. Now let's drop down at verse 9. What does it speak? It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, this is how you pray, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now you're not saved whether you don't miss a day out of church, which you should go to church. Forsake not to assemble yourselves together with the believer as the manner of some is, but it has nothing to do with your salvation. How many understand that? Your salvation is by confessing the Lord with thy mouth and believing in him with your heart that God raised him from the dead and said, thou shalt be saved. Brothers and sisters, I got a lot to say. I've only just begun, but I'm out of time. Be blessed.